where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. It's fun to read the messages on chat. And I want to acknowledge that the AV team does have a difficult job. And we've made a lot of adjustments over the time. So uh, it's like our bodies. It's remarkable when it all works. And sometimes we just have to give it a little time to, to start working again. But thank you to our AV team. And uh, Taylor, you noted that I was muted halfway in. That's a position that is going to be bid off at the end of the year. The highest bidder will have that capacity to mute me at any time. So keep that in mind. It's good to laugh because this has been a difficult week, a difficult 24 hours, and really and in a difficult extended season for many, many people. I mean, clearly it started with the pandemic that has continued. It didn't go away in three months. Many of us have embarked on a journey where we are learning pieces of U.S. and early colonial history that is shameful and still causing great harm. Others are experiencing decline in health, the death of friends, the decline in health of parents, and then, of course, most recently, the fire that broke out very close to home uh, yesterday just afternoon. As I was looking through my email feed this morning, which I always do before I get started just to make sure that I haven't missed anything, I saw from a friend um, a sermon that he had posted called New Mercies. And it drew my attention because, I don't know about you, but I've, I've been feeling a little... Um, in need of mercy. <laughs> um, just like, gosh, when, when is this going to stop? And then taking away the fresh air so that even going outside was difficult uh, has been a struggle. And, and that's from a position of someone who has everything intact and doesn't need to evacuate. So I don't want to um, minimize the great, great challenges and suffering that is taking place. That is not my position, but even still, I have felt weary. And when I clicked on Milton's sermon, New Mercies, he was talking about the time when uh, Israelites were in the wilderness. They had escaped slavery, and they were wandering for a long time. And they were whining. <laughs> Their spirits were not in good shape. And they were whining and complaining, and that's when God stepped in with the daily manna and the quail. So their daily bread and food. And that food is... That food is... 
we're having some feedback here. Sorry about that. That part of the story is where the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, came from. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All that I needed, your hand has provided. And it wasn't until that moment that I saw that hymn that I was reminded of a day in Westport, Connecticut, where very early in the morning, my phone started to light up um, because there was a fire in a church. And the Westport Church, which had been around for hundreds of years in a building that was over 100 years old, made of wood, was just engulfed in flame. And all the ministers and religious leaders gathered with the community to experience this loss and this feeling of helplessness as we watched and as firefighters tried to put out the flame. And we decided that that evening we were going to join together for a prayer service. We were going to allow the members or provide a space for the members of the community and that church community in particular to be together. And great is thy faithfulness is the hymn that we sang. And Robert's just going to play a verse of that now to refresh your memory. I will always remember that moment, even if it's not on the tip of my tongue or in the front of my memory. That song was a powerful statement of what it means to be a church community. And New Member Sunday is a wonderful opportunity to remember what it means to be a church community. It's one of those back-to-basics Sundays, like Vince Lombardi style, You know, 1961, he's in the locker room of the Packers. It's the first day of practice, and he says, Gentlemen, this is a football. And his whole approach to coaching is preparing them to win, always starting with the fundamentals. A lesser-known fact about this coach is that he did identify as a Christian, and he attended Mass regularly. And being part of a Christian community is a choice. I love that our new members all identify this moment of decision in their journey. And being part of a Christian community requires practice. 
you must prepare for what life will bring. And you must prepare, we must prepare for living life in community. And so, while I could provide a long list of fundamentals, I'm going to stick with just three this morning that jumped out for me. The first fundamental is that God is love. And being part of a Christian community invites us to live in relationship to God in a new way. I know you've heard the words before, God is love, but I also know that our actions and our responses to things sometimes are not in sync with a loving God. Consider our scripture story this morning. The fishermen had been out all night and they caught nothing. They come onto the shore, they're cleaning the nets. Jesus gets in one of the boats, pushes off, starts to teach them, and then says to the fishermen, you know what, push out a little further and drop your nets. Now these are professional fishermen. They didn't catch anything all night, but they said, oh, you know, they've been listening to the guy, they're like, you know, he he makes sense, Um, sure, we'll do this thing. Because, you know, Jesus had just cured Simon's mother-in-law. So he was willing to give it a try. It went beyond what he would have considered. And sure enough, a huge catch, so much so that the nets were breaking and the boats were sinking. But then what happens is the part where the loving God comes in. Because Simon runs up to Jesus and kneels down and says, go away from me, I'm a sinful man. Like, not deserving of you. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. I'll teach you. Jesus could see the fear in his heart that says, I'm not worthy. Love does not focus on unworthiness. Love says, you are created in the image of God and worthy to be loved. And I will teach you the ways of love. Living in relationship to God in a new way is an acknowledgement that we are invited to have an intimate relationship with God. A God who is present, faithful, and expansive from our perspective, always expanding us and faithful to us. And relationships require time and effort. It's not one-sided. So a question this morning is, when is your God time? That might be a practice that you bring to your family where you say, you know what, I I need some God time because I got to get my head and my heart straight and remember what it is to be loved and to be worthy. Others might call it prayer time. But it's that time when you are in the presence of our God who is there and faithful and always providing grace and mercy, that time that is transformative. So that's number one, live in relationship to God in a new way through community and not just any God, a God of love. Number two, each one is beloved. So we need to live in relationship to each other in a new way. 
There were a lot of families and crowds and communities in Scripture. Scripture is not a book-for-me, self-help book. It's life-in-community book, global community, not nationalistic, not tribal. It is about life-in-community, as big as you can imagine it, and then even bigger. And Jesus, as the teacher, through his words and actions, always demonstrated an eye for the fringes. And I've been using the word fringes lately rather than margins because I like the word fringes and what it connotates in the Jewish tradition. In the Jewish tradition, and even in our prayer shawl tradition here, prayer shawls have fringes that are knotted, that are intended to remind each one who wears it um, about their relationship with God. Remember your relationship with God. That's what the fringes are. And so Jesus had an eye for the fringes. He had an ear for the cries of the outcasts. He had a heart for the hurting. And he acted with a spirit of healing and a spirit that was intended to repair the breach. Always. He loved his Jewish tradition, so much so that he wanted to transform it because the God that he knew was way more expansive than the God that others were following. And so we live in relationship to each other in a new way by practicing the ways of care and compassion and of grace and mercy. And here's what that looks like. It looks like and sounds like humility, as in I or we are not the center. God is at the center. Humility also says who is being harmed and who is in harm's way. Those are the ones in the center. So we practice it with humility, we practice it with confession. How have we collectively gotten off track? And what will we do about it? Being part of a church community means that we accept the history of our church community as including sinfulness and harm in the teachings and doctrines of the church where scripture was used as a weapon. So we must accept that and then do something about it. So how have we collectively gotten off track, not just historically, but keeping an eye on that for now? Are we off track? And what will we do about it? Humility, confession, and forgiveness. Ask for it and offer it often. Lombardi had great love for his players. His players were his community. And it was from that place of love that he worked to break down racial discrimination. He supported his gay players, and he wouldn't let his team stay in a segregated hotel. That's what living in relationship to each other in a new way sounds like and looks like and acts like. It's not just about football. Number three is live in relationship to all of creation in a new way. So we have live in relationship to God in a new way, live in relationship to each other in a new way, 
and live in relationship to all of creation in a new way. Earth and creation are an essential partner in life and community. That wasn't always how people understood creation. It was like The Giving Tree, that book that I don't like, where you just keep taking away parts of the tree and then you're left with a stump. It's about planting more trees and recognizing that others will need trees. That's the simple way of looking at it. And in this time where we're visibly watching flames consume nature and people's homes, do not confuse any nudges or urgings you may be feeling about your need to work on this relationship with creation. So you may be thinking, I need to look at my consumption. I need to, you know, decrease my carbon footprint. I need to do all these things. And be careful not to put that on God in a way that says God is punishing us for what we've done. That's not the God we worship and proclaim here. The God we worship and proclaim here is with you in those nudges that says, yeah, this is how you can expand your healthy relationship with creation. But I didn't set that fire to teach you a lesson. What would that say about all the animals and all the houses that have been destroyed and all the lives have been changed? We are not the center. Those who are suffering are at the center. We are asked to change our behavior. Everything, everything in our lives and in our life as a community is an invitation for self-reflection and reorientation. And we can thank God for that. We can thank God for that way that our eyes are opened and the eyes of our heart are opened in a new way. But please, please, let go of a masochistic God that punishes others and so that you can learn a lesson. Our relationships to God, to others, to creation is our acknowledgement of a love that creates and sustains and transforms life, that is life-giving. And at the end of every season, and even at the end of a big game, Lombardi would be known to say, we are not finished. We will never really be finished. And the same holds true for a Christian community. While we still have breath, we are called to practice the fundamentals of our faith, trusting that we're held in a love that creates and sustains and transforms. Let's keep practicing together.